Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the podcast release of The Plex. Our live show is over three hours long most of the time. If you don't want to miss any of it, you can listen live Sundays, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you go to patreon.com slash echoplex and join at the $5 level or higher, you'll get the live show sent to you the day after we record it, uncut, unedited, straight off of IceCast 2. Thanks for listening. No 
Hey everybody, it's 8 o'clock and it's time to hit the docket and I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Plex. This show is a live show for those listening on the podcast. We do it live every Sunday from 7pm to 9pm Pacific and then we go into red light and if you don't know what that is, if you're listening live just hang out, um, but if you're listening live you already know what red light is. You can find me on Grinder, and you can find all of our social media stuff and a bunch of ways to contact and uh, interact with the show at the contact page at echoplexmedia.com. Do give this show some money. We are hemorrhaging money. Um, that's patreon.com slash echoplex. Uh, we don't not give you anything for the money, too. If you give us $1 a month, you get all the clips we use for these sh- this show so that you could maybe do a good show covering the same stories that we've covered. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This show's good. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. Don't tune out. It's called self-deprecating humor. (laughs) At the $5 level, you get the live ice cast capture of all of our shows that are live and some of our recording sessions uh, down ballot. Generally, we do a live capture because we're pretty good. We're, you know, we're not, we're not like arguing over the format or anything, or if we are, that's even better radio. And that's like worth your five bucks at the $10 level. You get both of those things. Plus you get your name turned bright blue in the chat room and uh, nobody in the chat room right now is blue. Uh, I'd turn Jeff black orange because he's a shell. Gene, Gene was in a little bit ago. Oh yeah. Gene, Gene uh, from uh, Gene. He's a, he's an electronic musician and uh, the vampire that used to record out of this studio was blue, but we love all of our patrons. You all may as well be blue. Even if you're at the one or the $5 level. Um, uh, let's see. Is, is Ron in here? Ron's blue. Ron's not in there right now. Sometimes, I mean, I, I ain't mad. Some, I mean, Doesn't even, mean even, he's not listening. Even, even the tried and true aren't listening every time live. If I was in there, I would be blue. But I'm live, so. Oh, uh, you're green. I'm green. Because you're an admin. Oh, that's right. Even better. Mm. I have all the power. Anyway, this is, we have a lot to cover. Well, we don't really have that much to cover. Anyway, this is a shitty intro. Who are you? I'm Minnie Wench and uh, the, I'm uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing we put up with Ben Shapiro trying to talk about guns. Do you remember that? Yes. Where my, my Ben Shapiro is broken. <laughs> uh, the, the, I'm not the reason that uh, the police were here and I was late. Who are you? <laughs> I am Teacher Allison, and I was able to sneak by them while they were setting up the perimeter, so I didn't want to deal with it. Because you're wholesome. <laughs> this is the good wife, the only person of color on this panel, and totally told her white husband, the councilman, that there was a perimeter set around <laughs> the area. You can find me at Eplex Good Wife on hey. the Twit Box. <laughs> And this is the councilman. I am the reason the police barricade is here because I saw I saw a brown person walking through the neighborhood. And I called them and said, "You really need to check out this brown person walking through the neighborhood." And then I realized it the was brown your fucking wife. Was my fucking wife. So you know, boo on me, boo that guy, everyone. This is what you want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. Oh, don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Oh, don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Oh, don't hate the cops. Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops 
everybody that's our theme song and um i don't know it was also a little bit of encouragement to the boys in blue who <laughs> may or may not still be outside <laughs> not here for us not here for the media wench possibly here for the only non-white person on the panel it's all good She's and everyone good. thinks i'm fucking latino too that's the worst part <laughs> oh, okay so i have the first studio it is possibly the most willow glenn story you're ever going to hear yes i would tell you what the story is but instead i'm just going to play it because that's yes. the point of the clips there are frisky tenants and then there's tina and louise of willow glen no. two cats whose owner is paying fifteen hundred dollars a month to rent an apartment the owner in and out of town, his daughter off at college, so neighbor David Kalish offered a casita for the kitties. Well, it's certainly something I didn't plan for, but you know, hey, uh, you know, money doesn't distinguish between, you know, sex or race or even species nowadays, especially in this valley. So I would suggest to you that the only reason that that cat's owner had access to somebody who was going to rent them an apartment or whatever is because they have money. Yeah. Most definitely. Can I find someone at, who has that much money and change my species to a cat and they can get me an apartment? Will they host a cat or day? I That's mean, a really good question. It's an excellent question. I suppose we have to ask the cats. I mean, they're the ones living there. <laughs> it's <laughs> not our home. After all. Uh, we, I would say that we could have podcat negotiate, but what we would end up with is two dead cats and podcat. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Or a, a studio. Or the meow, next generation. Meow, see? The next You're generation have my show here, see? Meow. Have the next generation of podcasts? Someone to feed them, visits from the family, and the lap of luxury. It looks pretty comfortable. It's very comfortable. Yeah, it's the nicest place a cat I saw could TV have. in there. Yeah, yeah, there's Netflix for them. I got so I got music for them. I got a little refrigerator for them. Yeah. It's great. They can't mess with any of it because they don't have opposable thumbs. Okay, so one quick moment here. This this story is one of those local news stories. It's like, oh, how cute or how silly or how interesting. And it, yet it's coming on in the midst of a legitimate, housing legitimately crisis. scary housing crisis. So this is, makes me want to vomit. The <laughs> best part about this is that this is so the area that it says it purports to be in. Like, of course, Willow Glen would have cats living in a $1,500 
You know what's like, really fucked up is somebody else in Willow Glen that has a cat can't find a fucking studio for fifty. You know what I mean? There might yeah, be a studio for, $1, for or there might be a studio for fifteen fifty, fifteen seventy five, but no pets and no, not Netflix, pets. no Netflix. They no probably Netflix. had to pay a five hundred dollar pet deposit per fucking cat. More than likely, is on there top, a clause on top of their rent? Is there a clause in the lease for clause? Is there a clause for unusual noise at three o'clock in the morning? No, see, I, I have a very, very distinct feeling. Uh, this is just a handshake agreement between these two bros who have you know money. And, yeah, yes. money. And yeah, this, is, I, this is some I'm, rich people nonsense. And I'm curious, since they're the ones being interviewed, I'm really curious as to like who pitched this story to the news. Like, how did this story mm. get to the news mm. in the first place? Right, the cat fucking pitch the story to me. the cat's like listen bitch find me another cat within 20 miles that has its own place I will miles. I will point out that there have been torrential downpours for the past few uh, you know for the past week here and while those cats get to live a life of luxury in Willow Glen uh, we have thousands of homeless people who are living in, who are literally in flooded tents you know what the guy who owns those cats wouldn't drop $150 a month much less $1500 a month to help somebody down in their luck let's not let's not be let's not like be confused or mistaken about what kind of person is going to get an apartment for so, the cats. I have half other, a mind to I, look I, it up. I think that they would, but it would be a situation where they never have to see the person or know where they are. They just, they throw money to, into a hole and they say, oh, I'm helping somebody. They donated or they like did a fundraiser with the Willow Glen Friends Foundation they did or something right, fund like me. that. But the fundraiser had an open bar. You right. know, it's the kind of fundraiser. Like, it's the yeah. kind of fundraiser where you pay to get in, but it's got an open bar. So, well, you know, in the end, like, and sure, you're schmoozing paid, with all the other rich people. Yeah, sure, you paid, you know, what three hundred dollars to get in, but that fucking bottle of champagne that you cracked open was eighty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That the bartender just handed you, like, and you tipped the bartender. These are all like a lot of fundraisers. Like fundraisers that are nice are basically just stroking the person's ego who put on the fundraiser. I know exactly. money ends up going where it's supposed to go, but there's like way more effective ways to do it than to throw a party, make everybody pay and then then you don't even have to fucking like imagine hand this, out fake awards if it wasn't a charity party the rich guy would just have to do the open bar him or herself but now like people are giving money to what they think is charity like we're a little off topic but not really because this is ridiculous here's one more story about the cats i don't know their digs look pretty nice i mean they're i don't think you'd have to pay a cat they have deposit netflix i think like not having a human there they have like, a kitchen and a bathroom that they don't use like right not having and a, a human there sort of offsets any extra amount like there would be no cat deposit if it's only cats there's cats can't like break fixtures oh i mean they can but they're less likely to than drunk humans you should see my bathroom <laughs> Uh, this is the last <laughs> clip of this story. Now, this also may sound crazy, but the cats are getting a pretty good deal. A real estate agent told us even a place that small in this area could go as high as $1,900 a month. Reporting live in San Jose, Scott Budman, NBC, Bay Area News. <laughs> I wonder if the cats would let you sublet from them. Then you could rent from the cats and you would just take care of yeah. the cats. Airbnb. Uh, that story is just so out there. And you know it's going to go national and people are going to say, people out there in the San Francisco Bay Area are, are weird. Out the cats. Yeah. No, Jessica Igri always sounds drunk if to your, to your <laughs> producer Dave. That's just her natural. She's like my hero. That's her natural state. Now, this is great. And they, they make the best point possible. You know what? $1,500 would probably be the cat deposit if he had three cats mm-hmm. so really he's just charging them the cat deposit that's pretty much what he's doing he's cutting him cutting a deal yep for his buddy so from willow glen to washington dc we have alexandria ocasio cortez what and she's looking for a certain turtle 
We have voted repeatedly over and over again to reopen the government. We're here. Now we're on the Senate side. That's right. Now we're on the Senate side. We're, we're roving out <laughs> to the Senate side because the thing is, we went to his office in the Capitol. We went to his office here in the Russell Building. We went to the floor. To He's the not. We went to the cloakroom. He's not in the cloakroom. He's not in the Capitol. He's not in the Russell Building. He's not in the floor of the Senate. And 800,000 people don't have their paychecks. So where's Mitch? Yes, yes. Mitch. Yes. Yes. Fuck you, Mitch McConnell. See, like the problem, the thing that she's talking about, it isn't that the president wants to veto it. It's that veto any budget that comes through without the wall. It's that Congress can push through a veto-proof bill right now mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter whether your people are Trump people or whether your people are not Trump people. Some of them people work for the agricultural department. Some of them people work for the department of defense. Some of them people work are a contractor for the fucking FCC and they're not able to like get Receive paid for, back pay. Yeah. They're not able to get the pay for their contracts. So they're unsure whether or not to work. Like this is not like, this is not a small thing. And so she's, she i don't give a fuck people people are talking about her she's brilliant she is not she is unafraid she explains things in very plain spoken easy to understand terms and this thing she's doing she's like where's this guy Mm -hmm. she's like she's like he's and what she's she's, trolling she's trolling and the other thing she's making a reasonable she's making a reasonable request she's like i'd like to meet with one of my uh one of my colleagues about a problem we're having with our job sure he's in the senate and she's in the house but they're colleagues they they, they're representatives of of constituencies right and they and she's also pointing out that in the media especially on the right they've been saying it's the democrats fault but the democratic controlled house has put through several bills to reopen the government some that were many republicans voted for right Mm -hmm. so some of them would have been able you could have done a veto override they're actually bipartisan actually right there are bipartisan bills coming through but unless mitch mcconnell is there in the senate floor to approve it on the senate side none of them can happen so he's literally this he's the reason the government's not up right now mitch the bitch so if we and by we i mean the broader left not just the democratic party if we took back the senate i would be inclined to change the senate rules to where there would be not just one person but the leader of either party could bring a bill to to the vote yeah like we wouldn't there's no reason that one fucking turtle should slow everything down (laughs) (laughs) i I was nodding so that i could encourage you to say say it say it um i would like to point out that one of the uh, mitch mcconnell foundation fucking parks in redding is turtle bay yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. yes. You, you no, have this, to love it when irony meets reality, mm, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is a genius concept that producer Dave raises because uh, theoretically, in the legislature, the minority is supposed to have some power, right? They're, that's why you have these uh, sixty vote, you know, cloture votes and things like that. And right. in the House, you know, the, the House has its own game. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think that would be perfectly reasonable because shit, if the minority party wants to bring forth a, a vote on something. And if it's going to pass, it sure makes them going to pass and it makes the majority leader look bad. Right. It's like egg on your face. Here's the thing. I don't know what. Okay. Like, first of all, a lot of people are like, oh, she's just like, she's just like all this. She's like the hashtag senator or the hashtag representative. That's where we're at right now, though. Well, the thing is, I, she's, she's just doing what I wish the Democrats would have done as soon as like the Republicans have been doing this in a way or some of them like we'll call it, we'll say the freedom caucus in the house has been sort of behaving this way but they're not funny 
They're like gonna, they're like going and looking for Cory Booker with like a noose, and they're like, we're looking for Cory Booker, and it's like, well, he's not coming out because you have a noose. You're the Freedom Caucus. You're like totally like unpunched Nazis. Of course, right. he's not talking. And about well, no, they out are there like all our base are belong to us. Ha 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 ha. Right, and you know, she's just talking to people. That's just the thing. Like, How dare she? It's you know that she's literally talking. It's without the refinement of the talking points. As somebody who sits there and refines people for a living to talk within talking points like i i talk on this podcast like i'm talking like she talks to people you know like i'm all no nah you guys are making a categorical error <laughs> that person's an unpunched nazi where the fuck is you like yeah. that is the kind of thing that people talk of like that's how we are all talking about these terrible red light items that are happening and i don't i don't I, I find her like sort of informal nature, like kind of refreshing because she's not she's still advocating policy. She's not just like, well, my constituents, blah, 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 blah. She's like, hey, I want I think that we need this. Exactly. And I think that that we need this because of this reason and other countries have this and we can't, you know, she's not. It's just she's still putting ideas and policy out there. It's just that she's not. She's 29 years old, so she's speaking like a 29-year-old, and I find this really refreshing. I, I'm, you know, people are like, oh, well, she got such and such a thing wrong, and I'm like, well, shit, find me somebody who speaks on the news regularly who doesn't get anything wrong. And if if you're, I just, if she was on the news and she said, oh, blah 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 blah, and they're like, oh, the numbers this, and she's like, well, let me look into that. She's not going to be like, oh, it's fake news and this and that. She's, she seems easily. If you were like, oh, well, I know about this and the number she, is this. She would, you're right. Like she's just having a conversation. That's what she's right, having. Just the ability to pull these millions of facts out and be 100% accurate. If that was the judge of anything, this podcast would be through. I mean, it's right? not as if she wasn't an attorney. She is an attorney. Like, I mean, she did. Oh, no, she, she's not an attorney, is she? Like she, she, or I mean, she did go to public policy. She had school. She right. went to like what Harvard or whatever, right? Oh no! I thought no. she. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't that, that it. I mean, she's now a Congress person, so yeah. like she could. She could. She, she knows worked, policy. She, she studied policy. She, the other thing is, she worked at a like a kind of a nice bar and grill kind of place before she got into politics. So, her way of speaking to people is going to be very matter of fact because that's what she was doing. And uh, this whole thing about her, I just. I don't even care if she's wrong sometimes. I just I just find the whole thing refreshing because she's not she's not playing this game. She's not playing this respectability game. She's earning her respect from what she does, what she says, and who she's trying to help. She's not trying to earn her respect by acting a certain way. And I know. And, and, she's and, most, she's, and she's totally nice. She's most certainly not trying to fucking earn the respect of these other people who are in fucking Congress or the Senate that she doesn't have any respect for because they shit on all of their voters constantly. Working people. That's the if if somebody who was working class before they started running for office came to Congress being the basically the only working class class person in Congress and they weren't acting differently than everybody else, then I would assume the whole working class thing was a sham anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. And she's not like disrespecting anyone. She's not going out there calling people names. She's just advocating for what she wants and asking like. In, in the case of Mitch McConnell, she's asking a much more experienced lawmaker to do his fucking job. Yeah, but where is he? What? Where's Mitch? He's not in the fucking. He's not. What you say? She's not. He's not in the broom closet or something. <laughs> the cloak room. Cloak, the cloak, cloak room. room. I was the just thinking closet. about Clue the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like that. But she's she's clear and transparent, and she explains what she wants to do, which is 
completely the opposite of every politician we've been listening to since at least I was born. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think that's why it's so refreshing is this is how we would do politics if it was our choice in our room is, hey, this is my idea. This is how I'm going to do it. Someone's going to say that doesn't work. I'm like, great, make a better version so we can do it anyway. I would also like to point out that this is kind of like when you said if it was our choice in our room, this is how we would do politics if it was, quote, our turn. Like, people have been telling all of us at our age... To wait uh, our turn. To wait yeah. our turn. Yeah. And she was like, nah, fuck that. And she, like, ran. And that is why all of us are like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that well, girl. And yeah. Yes, that girl. It comes back to something, uh, one of the broader things that I probably only talk about when I'm drunk as fuck during red light. But... I don't need to wait my turn for somebody because they perceive themselves as being um, the one who sets the agenda. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in this case, it's AOC in politics. But in my case, it's some douchebag on Twitter who's demanding that I debate them and, yeah. and they want to set the rules. It's the same thing. Like, I don't I don't play that. And I'm glad we have somebody in there who's not playing she's not breaking any rules of her job. She's not violating any ethics. She's just like, Oh, well this is sort of how I talk. And if you don't like it, that's too bad because uh, I was elected. <laughs> like, people those people voted, voted, for, voted me. for me. They a lot of them vote. All of them voted. They, they for me. like me like this. And so, you know, I have to play it in my base. Like, right. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. If she started playing it off like that, she's like, listen, she's like, I understand, but I'm from the Bronx. <laughs> and she's like, these people aren't going to accept any of this weird shit that you're asking me yeah. to do. She's like, I'm sorry. Oh, we're on TV. Just be happy I haven't dropped the F-bomb like 19 times now. She's like, I might do that on your next show, Wolf Blitzer. (laughs) That would be great. I also, I really do want her to at some point go, my district's not gerrymandered. Yeah. Well, that's New York State and California does a good job on that too. Yeah. Um, It's not gerrymandered. I mean, it's gerrymandered insofar as it's the Bronx. And it's basically it. But that's not, but the the, the thing is, is close to a rectangle as it's ever going to be. Well, I mean, if you ask Austin Bennett, he'll say it's gerrymandered. Oh, dude, I don't even want to talk about Austin Bennett, but I do want to talk about this Fox person. Okay, so if I understand this correctly, which it was on Fox and Friends, so it was only meant to stoke up fear. So mind you, I don't know if I understand it correctly, but there's a reporter We'll use. I mean, in, I mean, I'm a reporter. If this guy's a reporter, we'll that's use all the I'm term saying. loosely with uh, air quotes, right? Like this guy, me, and like, um, and like, um, like I don't know, fucking uh, Tommy Jeff Lauren. Black are reporters. <laughs> <laughs> but so this guy's like in Guatemala, and he's looking for the next caravan, oh, which is supposed to be coming, right? So he's like just in what appears to be like a relatively trafficked place, and he's. Well, I mean, I guess the clip's just going to have to. I, is this uh, the last guy that went and looked for the caravan? Is this the same guy that looked for the that's a, that, You know, that's a, really, the, yeah, that's a really good guy? question. You know, that's a really good question. They all look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> Fox and friends and friends and friends guy in a suit number fucking 22. So what is Mexico going to do different this time, Steve? You really, as we can see, some more. It looks like a very young man here. Cuatro años instead. He looks to be about 16 or 17, most of them carrying just one sack. And strangely enough, uh, a lot of the young men that I've talked to had absolutely no money in their pockets for what could be a month-long trip. One man told me today, I'll rely on people on the road to feed me. Uh, We haven't seen any handouts. We haven't seen any financing. We have seen some like church soup kitchen lunches, people providing for the migrants. But largely, uh, they've really been on their own. It's mainly young men, but we've seen some women uh, husbands, mothers, and small children, too, which is a really tough road. But about the Mexican reaction, uh, they might have worn out their welcome, especially around Tijuana. They've just shut down a major shelter there in Tijuana, just as another caravan is coming. 
And these caravans are getting bigger and faster. Okay, so some background here. He, When he yelled at those people asking how old they were, it was legit just two dudes walking down the street with backpacks on. And they could have been going anywhere. They were not. There was no one else with them. They weren't part of any caravan. They could, they could have been going to school, to work. They could have been going home. They could have been going, I don't know, shopping. Fucking taqueria. Yeah. Like- Taqueria. Okay. Taqueria. <laughs> but the guy speak. The guy spoke enough. So, I mean, I don't know. He's. In, I don't know. Maybe they shipped him off to Guatemala because they're like, listen, okay, we understand you're conservative, you're white, you're an asshole, but you speak Spanish and we don't like you. He actually forgot the verb in the first question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, why we were all like, años ¿Cuántos años? Just cuántos años? That's, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. The word. The word he's missing is tienes. Like, yeah. Cuántos años tienes? And you wouldn't. It's it, what you're saying is informal. You wouldn't even add the ustedes at the end. Right. That's, you just it, ask cuántos años tienes and you're done. Right. Because it's not. You're not that. The, you're not in a formal setting. You're some rich asshole yelling at people in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much wrong with that reporting. Just listening to it. It's during the day. There's mostly men. Women and children stay home or in school. They're not on the street. What well, there. Can you imagine? And there was no caravan. The most important thing right. is like he was there just was yelling no at passersby. Can you imagine a reporter in like downtown San Jose, you know, yelling at two passing by sixteen-year-old boys? Hey, how old are you? With a camera behind oh him, my like, God. Oh. <laughs> like that's basically what he's one saying. Of them would like, just, one of them no, okay, no context at all. No one context at all. Like, one hey, of them, how old one are of them you? Would just jump in front of the fucking mic and the camera and go fuck him in the pussy, and then that would be fucking. <laughs> that would be it. Oh, that's a little weird. Like he might have been asking if they were legal. Like we never know what he's really doing down well, there. And Guatemala, Guatemala's a developing nation. Oh, there's a soup kitchen. Yeah, for people who live there. That's what I'm saying is like, I didn't, the video like really contradicts the ideas they're trying to put out here. Um, maybe, maybe the good, the good wife can help us out here. What's going on here? Why, why are they like, what do you think? All right, go ahead. This motherfucker went down there thinking he was going to find all sorts of shit and then realized like, oh yeah, shit is hard. And they don't like me. And A, they don't like me, and B, I kind of feel like a dick, but I can't do that yeah, in the real second, life. The second part would have required empathy. I think this is like the kind of fox asshole who's like, who's like, hey, it's gross here. That's what he would be saying. He's not- so like what he's, he's probably pissed that he got this assignment, right? He like- That'd teach him to tell his boss that he kind of speaks Spanish at Fox. Right? Like, yeah, trying to be like, oh, I'm going to break some expose, gets down there and there's fucking nothing. There's like fucking nothing. To be him. fair, he saw two 16 year olds walking down the street, which you, I mean, you don't see that anywhere. Well, yeah, oh. no, not at all. Not during the daytime at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Can we also point out he has no sense of geography? If he went from Guatemala to Tijuana, like those two were anywhere near each other? So that's the point, I think, of this. And <laughs> so, uh, by the way, the article, if you want, if people are like reading the docket, which you can always find on the post for the, for the show and you can always find in the show notes. The only reason I knew that he wasn't in Mexico was because the article said that he was in Guatemala and the article was from, I just deleted it, but it doesn't matter. I deleted it from my docket. It wasn't like world weekly news or some shit. It was someplace, it was someplace like the raw story or right wing watch or whatever, where, yeah, I mean, they're biased in our direction and the right wing watch is basically our docket, but these places don't have a record for just saying some shit that isn't true. Right. So Mm. the, the point of this was that, the point of this was, I think that the deception was that he was in Mexico and saw two 16 year olds with backpacks walking somewhere, which would have been totally different. It fucking build the wall <laughs> <laughs> because only if you were in Mexico and you saw two people walking with a backpack and then you met somebody else who didn't have any money, shit's getting real. Build shit's the wall. getting real. They're invading. But build- it, since it was in Guatemala, it's no big deal. 
build the wall in strategic places and pr- with pretty slats so that you can see through. The fence. Maybe a beaded curtain. That be- <laughs> with a disco ball? <laughs> and by the way, uh, uh, chat room, look up the capital of Guatemala and put that into the chat. I, love, there, I, I think it's Guatemala. Is there Guatemala. incense at the border fence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, can we find out how far away Guatemala is from Tijuana? Because oh, it's thousands. It's like it's, a, it's hundreds. It's, it's fifteen. It's like a fifteen hundred miles. The, Mexico is very tall. Like yes, a, so, and it's from one in yeah, Tijuana's yeah. California side. So Basically, it's. Yeah. I think it's like. Don't quote me on that. Uh, you know what? If we had a bigger audience, there's somebody in the chat room going. Actually, it's a thirteen hundred seventy-two miles. <laughs> I can give it to you in kilometers too if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna have to move on. Um, I have a feeling we're only gonna get to four stories during the regular show again today. <laughs> that leaves us, I don't know, plenty for red light or whatever, <laughs> or, or like that person who downloads the, the the clips to make a good show. They could use our leftovers. It'll be red lit. So, I'm sorry, but Laura Ingram, the freshman caucus includes uh, Congresswoman um, Ilan Omar, Democrat from Minnesota. Uh, also trying to outdo, I think all of them are trying to outdo one another to be the radical it girl of the moment. I join the similar calls made by my colleagues, and I demand that the president end his temper tantrums and quest for a racist and xenophobic wall. And I demand that he work with us to reopen the government before any more damage is done. Enough is enough. The American people deserve better. She sounds like Rizzo on uh, Greece. She doesn't sound like Minnesota. Go fuck yourself, Ingram fucking bitch. Oh, you want to talk about someone who's going to say radical things to be in the limelight? Like, that would be her. Yeah. I yeah. can't. She just said that this bitch doesn't sound like Minnesota because she sounds, uh, she's got a little bit of an accent that, that I would guess if I heard it would be from the Middle East. And, uh, but people from the Middle East, it's totally legal for them to move to Minnesota. Maybe, I don't even know this woman's history. I don't know if she's an immigrant, if she's first generation, second generation, but she does have a bit of an accent, but maybe her parents came from the Middle East. I, I'm very, she doesn't sound like Minnesota is like, I don't know, man. Is there a big city in Minnesota where we could like take the average sampling and they'd be like, oh, she could totally live in Minnesota. St. <laughs> Paul, like, Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody living there is like, oh, yeah, there's people that there's people with a little accent that live here. It's called a city, bitch. She, she's Somali. Her uh, her parents are uh, she's first generation. I want to say. Yeah, she's first generation. Yeah. She's a refugee. Yeah. Her parents actually came out from Somalia. The first time uh, ever they'd been to, to D.C. since they had gone out with her, I think, the very first time when she yeah. was a little child. She's a refugee. Yes. A refugee. So, doesn't Laura Ingram want people in difficult circumstances to pick themselves up by no. the bootstraps and rise up? No. And, not, if that's were, what, not if they wear a hijab. No. But that's part of the, the, the folklore, uh, at least of the right. Right. It's folklore. It's not real. They say it so that they will vote You're for them, but they do not mean it. Error here. She means poor white people. She means poor white people. Others are not included in this category. She's like, how dare you give if that? If you are a brown person. How dare you person, give that haji bootstraps? Yes, if you are a person of color, you are not included in that. In fact, they should have charged you extra for the straps on your boots. <laughs> by the way, just so everybody knows, like pulling yourself up by the bootstraps is a funny um, saying. At first, it was ironic and sarcastic. They're like, oh, you want me to pull myself up? Would you like me to do it by my bootstraps? <laughs> because you, it turns out that all you do is lift your foot, right? Yeah. You can't yeah. lift yourself up. You can't pull yourself upstairs by your bootstraps. You have to be able to lift your feet. And that's, so, but 
somewhere along the line, stupidity became stronger than <laughs> irony, which I don't know how that happened in America or anywhere else. <laughs> and people just said, oh, well, you should pick yourself up by your bootstraps, not understanding that like that's defi- it defies physics. Yeah. You can't pick yourself. You can only pick your foot up and then then you're just having a hard time balancing like yeah. you haven't you haven't done anything if you haven't any, gone anywhere except maybe tipped over someone needs to make a dance that's like pick yourself up by your bootstraps you'll have to grab your boots and then jump up isn't that like flossing anytime anybody I says anything about bootstraps i always think about those fucking static fucking grounding straps that they make you wear at sun microsystems and shit when yeah. sun microsystems was a thing one, one last quick thing about this i i did i do take offense as well to Laura Ingerham's uh, characterization of <laughs> of all these young ladies trying to like one up each other. In fact, they've been nothing but supportive of each other. In fact, they they roll like a clique. They roll like a team. They roll like a a, a crew and a squad, as it were. Sorry. Laura Ingram is Tommy Laren Senior. Senior, Ooh. senior, like like unlike junior, senior. She's like senior, senior. Yes. So they're all looking out for each other. And there's a fantastic meme that's been making the rounds on the right with a. Uh, little nicknames for all of them, right? In this Vanity Fair picture, and the one, the <laughs> arrow, the, the arrow, like lesbian. The arrow pointed at Ilan is Muslim with hijab, right? Like as if this is this should That's the offend and scare the shit ever. out of everyone, right? The yeah. lesbian one is my favorite. But there are people that that scares. They pointed, they pointed, and it like lesbian. the arrow, big capital letters, lesbian. Lesbian. Yeah, I I saw that meme and <laughs> gasped. And because I knew I really wanted that to be ironic and realize that, no, there are people who genuinely believe that these public servants are labeling anyone like that completely kills the conversation anyway, which it pisses me off. But the fact that they're that demeaning to their representatives. Uh, maybe there's maybe the kinds of people who are going to be like that's a Muslim with hijab are doing you a favor by ending the conversation because maybe there's a way in which there's no you're not going to get anywhere with them because I kind of don't care what somebody wears on their head right because if somebody's nice to me and they're wearing a hijab I might ask them about their hijab maybe if it's bright pink I'd be like it's dope mm-hmm. like like is that I would just I might ask about their culture and learn something new today be like hey is that a thing you're only allowed to do here in America like maybe this is insensitive but I would be like asking questions like I wouldn't I wouldn't be like oh you've got a hijab you're weird I'd be like that's bright pink is is that like you know where you're from can you do that if they're from Saudi Arabia they'd be like bitch women can't do anything here they just let us drive but they pull us over like black people (laughs) (laughs) but I mean the, the you know the worst problematic thing I would do in that case would be to like ask if it's like an Americanized version of what they're doing or whatever, but I wouldn't point to it as a bad thing to scare people. I think it's dope that in this country that supposedly values religious freedom, we got a couple Muslims in the Congress. And in fact, that may be the one group where we're represented accurately according to our population because like one to 2% of the population is Muslim. And maybe we got one to 2% Muslims in Congress. And I would celebrate that as a victory if that's the case, if it's representative, because ain't no ain't no representation for women or black people in Congress. Producer Dave, you are making a categorical error here. <laughs> I'm just running my mouth. But of I mean- course I, I, if I run my mouth for long enough, I'm sure to make an error. And that's the difference between me and Sam Harris. Uh, well, I will say, Laura Ingram. I found it iron. I find it ironic that Laura Ingram is sitting here bitching about all these girls who are like, "I tell you what, I want what I really, really want," which they tweeted to each other, by the way. Yeah, they're um, all. Oh, they're all totally <gasps> cute, right? Like girls. they're super cute. They're like they're like some of us. Some of them are our millennials, right? Oh, dude, the Spice <laughs> Girls. I'll tell you what I want. That's a Spice Girls reference. Yes, that's what they 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 tweet that to each other because they're funny. Yeah, because they're funny. They're like having a good time. My favorite. Favorite is how like oh are you 
Are you mad, Tommy Lauren? I mean, are you mad, Laura Ingram? Because you and Tommy Lauren aren't like BFFs. Do you guys don't do that with each other? You guys don't have fun little songs that you can tweet to each other? Their stupidity would be like a black hole and they would just suck into each other and fucking... And then you poof. add Ann Coulter to that mix and it's just Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> like it is. them on fire and snort them. Right? Get high All right, I'm going to try to get five stories. Let's do it. Palette cleanser. After Laura Ingram, we got Cardi B. I don't know anything about Cardi B, but I heard... I didn't even hear this clip. I just heard them mention it on the majority report. Uh, much love to the majority report. Um, I don't think any of you be lurking tonight. Um, this is just, I remember last week when Snoop Dogg, remember last week's Snoop Dogg yes. clip. This is like the ratchet fucking ratchet ratchet. I love this, this bitch. Is, this is just a ratchet version of what Snoop Dogg was saying last right. week. Um, I hope nobody was upset with me calling this ratchet. And I brought us back to 2014. I just want to remind you because it's been a little bit over three weeks. Okay, it's been a little bit over three weeks. Trump is now ordering, as in summoning, federal government workers to go back to work without getting paid. Now, I don't want to hear y'all motherfuckers talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, bitch, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure and you bitches could go check your pussy in the gynecologist with no motherfucking problem. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yes, it's been my argument the entire time yes, is that Obama was trying to give us something, not build a monument to his deep-seated bigotry and racism. Well, his you know clearly small man issues, but I will just say this: I am here for Cardi B. This morning, I woke up to tweets of her being like, because Tommy Lahren has been like trying to troll her. Oh God! And Cardi B goes, Cardi B goes. Her like leave me alone i will dog walk you and i was like yes and then people were like going at her and she was all like nah you just racist i pay four million dollars in taxes this year alone yeah <laughs> no the country version of that is i'll stomp a mud hole in you and walk you dry <laughs> <laughs> but what's gonna happen here is things start getting more and more crazy and i'm like what you mentioned about her going for Tommy Laren is like really important because Tommy Laren, most of the people that go for Tommy Laren are people like us cardi b is this massive celebrity um her i did a little bit of looking and uh the lyrics to her music pretty woke too she's not she's this is not this isn't like performative or whatever and she's not like super eloquent or politically correct no. or whatever but the, the the flip side of that is that the right always tells us that we're all politically correct and she, she's like nah bitch you get your pussy checked out but like, you're obg you know, <laughs> that's, that's right. not politically correct and so she kind of takes that off the table too she's no snowflake she i don't know if she knows generally like what she's talking about on a policy level but i do like this i do like that she's able to first of all there's bunch of fucking people between like 16 and 24 who fucking love her music and i don't know so, this, this plain spoken thing that, it's uh, like that so we'll bring it back to aoc right like she's talking spoken. she's plain spoken she like just talks like that but what what cardi b is basically trying to be like listen this is how i understand the world this is how i say things to the world right and she's like let do you want do you need your do you need your woman's health care like because you need your woman's health care like right yeah the last time the government was shut down and it wasn't even necessarily over obamacare they were trying to shut down the government to stop obamacare which had already right. passed and it shut down for 17 days and the right side won but she's right she's like your grandma gets her blood medication you get your pussy checked out like like people like the other thing about what she said is it's like it's like down to like the lowest level the the you 
as a woman who are following me need this thing. And yeah. that's why this person took a stand. Yeah. But see, the Republicans are uh, or the left or the right or whatever you want to call these. Uh, they're, the, they're the right. The well, haters. I mean, the right. They can't meme. And they probably think that women are just like going into Planned Parenthood and they're fucking gynecologists to get abortions like a fucking with like a strong man fucking hammer at a fair and shit it's just like you know what i'm for that as long as it's <laughs> as, no as long as it's like fda approved and safe and <laughs> has a squeaker in it it's all whoop, pop, squeak it's like whoop. well i mean I'm, I'm for that if it's medically approved and whatever <laughs> i got another clip of cardi b okay. and uh, i'm gonna go get another beer during this clip Sweet. i know a lot of y'all don't care because y'all don't work for the government or y'all probably don't even have a job but this shit is really fucking serious bro this shit is crazy like our, our country is in a hellhole right now all for a fucking wall Amen. and we really need to take this serious we i feel like we need to take some action i don't know what type of action bitch because this is not what I do, but <laughs> bitch, I'm scared. This is crazy, and I really feel bad for these people that gotta go to fucking work to not get motherfucking paid. Yeah, I, yes. I'm like, I'm at the point where I wish the fucking TSA would go on strike. Mm. No, uh, you know they've shut down terminals and mm -hmm. airports. Yeah. Uh, they said that I got an alert today talking about the weather grounding th a thousand flights out of San Jose International. I guarantee that wasn't just the weather. Mm -hmm. No, um, one of the things that I keep pointing this out, like I laugh at the weather now because NOAA is one of the government systems that shut down yep, yep. and they control 80% of our weather satellites. Yep. So there's no one to collect or analyze any of the data. data. That's great. So I can go outside and look at like, I'm like, oh, well, the wind seems to be blowing in from the coast. I'll, oh, there's some big clouds on the hills. It might rain. Yeah. I'm just as accurate as anyone else. Yep. I would like to side note and ask the world the one the big question: What happens when Madison Star Moon can get through to the EPA? <laughs> <laughs> She's off of Facebook. She can't She's fucking YouTube because they're taking her down, and now she can't contact the FAA or the fucking EPA because of the shutdown. Because of the shutdown, but she'll fucking come up with some reason why. You no, know, if, if this take because I if we understand correctly, Madison Star Moon votes for Republicans. If this flips Madison Star Moon over to kind of an AOC person, like in the end, like. If Madison Star Moon is going to continue and exist and do what she does, she might as well vote for Democrats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Except especially wanna... in especially in Virginia Beach, because that's a swing state. I still want to kick her in the pussy because hey. she fucking all that truth or fucking. Uh, She's still a fucking cunt. Crisis actor bullshit. But going back to Cardi B, one of the things that she did say that I applaud her for is she goes, we need to do something. I don't know what. That's not my area. Yeah. She's, she's calling on us basically yeah but we're not going to do anything either was well what i mean we we're don't doing really this know show. What, we're kind of we doing something we're doing something but we also again don't know what to do it's like going out to her because her audience is a very broad group of people and going someone needs to do something if you're that person go go do it uh, and she also took away like the criticism that might have come on her we're like well what are you doing and she just copped to not knowing what to do because she's like i'm a singer She's like, this it's is my, not my job. It is like, not, not my job. job. I'm just saying that this ain't right. Like, I'm you a right. To, like, she's a public figure, so she has people want to know her thoughts. That's her fucking thoughts. I mean, you don't have to be a fucking genius to fucking notice that something fucking stupid is going on in this country right now. Then, if it takes somebody like Cardi B to point it out to all the fucking old white raisins that run everything, well, no, I, I mean, guess it's especially since she herself at one point was poor too, living well, paycheck oh, to paycheck. Oh no, that's one of the things when I checked out her Twitter because I wanted to know more about her mm -hmm. before we started talking about her. Is she was she, a stripper? Yeah. Well, and she is very matter of fact. Very, she's very happy to talk about these things and yeah. to, one somebody she was talking about taxes the that seventy percent and she said. 
She said, I don't need all this money. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm happy to make all this money. She's like, but if they tax every dollar I make over such and such at 70%, she's like, I'm fine. She's yeah. like, that's the thing is like, it's not like, I don't think she should make that much money. I don't, I think it's like, like, but the flip side is if she's going to make the kind of money she's making, if she's going to go out there and say, well, take some of it because I'm fine, yeah. then I'm good with that. In the same realm as like football players shouldn't make that much money or baseball players shouldn't make that but much money. But when they did, when they drop that knee for the people that are being killed by the police, like they have this platform and they're using it. But yeah, how the, dare they? Well, the thing is like, yeah, it okay. So it's, it's like, it's like sh- all like cognitive dissonance and fucked up right because it's nice it's good when rich people go out there rich people with a big platform to advocate against their own financial interest the fact that they were that rich in the first place is fucking probably criminal but the ones who are advocating for the government to take more of their money and taxes to help poor people probably never had a desire to be as rich as they are they're just doing their work and getting paid for it and being a cutthroat business person because i guarantee you cardi b is a cutthroat business person because if somebody didn't take advantage of her and take all that money from her at some point, that means she's cutthroat because she will. She's a she was a stripper. She will fuck you shit strippers up. Strippers be on that hustle. They know but, but when they're was, being fucking played. But if she was stupid, somebody would have taken advantage yeah, of her. Like sure, what happened to what was that stupid. band Destiny's Child where they like had a triple platinum album and they all shared a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. ain't so. <laughs> But, but no, one of them was Beyonce. Beyonce. Right. Well, no, but she was there too. Yeah. yeah. So she she learned from the that. record label. But what I'm saying is this, you know, people may say, oh, well, she's not well spoken and shit. But if she didn't get fucked over by somebody this far and there ain't no weird story about her, like having some dude take all of her money that was her A&R guy or whatever, then she ain't no dummy. Because no dummy. She'll she, cut you. And and there's a way in which her having to work and having been a stripper, as you said, um, uh, or working in sex work or however we, you know, whatever the woke way to say it is. But that probably made it so she knew exactly what bullshit looked like. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what she was saying. That's what she says. Like, she says, oh, like, I know because, and she's not ashamed of being a stripper. Like, and, you know, like, you no, know. I, it was, no, when I looked at her Twitter and I only looked down like a couple scrolls, but it was very clear to me that she's maybe the opposite of shame of ashamed she's of her proud background. Of the fact that she was a stripper. Yeah. She was proud of the fact that she paid her way. Paid her dues. She paid her way. She needed to pay the bills, so she worked. So I'm like, I'm like inclined to like, I'm I'm just inclined to, I don't know. Cardi B is like my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So we got 13 minutes. We're gonna get through four stories again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means we have a lot. To, we have a lot to choose from through from red light. I gotta go with the best of MGTOW can get as our last story. Okay. So. I don't have to say too much about the Gillette ad. The Gillette ad came out. Um, my impression of it was like, hey, some of you guys are like really shitty. It showed pictures of boys bullying boys and like men just mistreating women. And it talked about the Me Too movement. And I understand why eyes wide open that Gillette as a company is well aware that people who think you shouldn't be a dick outnumber people who think it's fine that you're a dick. Mm-hmm. But the people who think that you're fine, <laughs> it's fine that you're a dick have youtube channels and i had to check with the uh, day drinking team there's two theories here that this person is in not in australia but in new zealand or Ooh, that they're and i forget the name of the city or the region where they sound a little bit like new zealand but here is the best a migtow can get i have a very important message to men across the world i'm urging each and every man to boycott each and every product sold and manufactured 
by the Gillette Corporation. The reason being, if you have already seen, Gillette has released its new digital advertisement for 2019. And this advertisement is nothing but blatant anti-male propaganda. Now, I've seen part of the new advertisement, and frankly, I gave up halfway through because it was slagging off us men. The shit was a minute. This, maybe a minute 30. It was like 90 seconds. If you can't... Uh, do you know how much shit that I don't agree with that I sit through every fucking week and pull mm-hmm. clips of? This motherfucker is an inferior journalist to me. And, <laughs> I, and and he has a lot more followers on YouTube than we do. I also think that we could get Miss T on the case on this one because she's uh, she's from New Zealand. She'd be able to confirm her. I forget where... Anyway, I'm sorry. Here's 22 more seconds of this. The video begins pretty much with a montage of... Uh, quote wrongdoings end quote that Gillette are starting to assume men are committing like for example sexual assault hashtag me too amongst other things including quote toxic masculinity end quote I guess I'm just not I'm just not a fan of Pilsner oh you're not a fan of Pilsner I'm not a fan (laughs) of this guy so toxic okay so I want to be like and I think like I'm preaching to the choir with the person who's listening to this Toxic masculinity does not mean that men are toxic. I have three women here who choose to hang out with me. And, you know, for a gay guy, I'm pretty more masculine than not, right? But I'm toxic masculinity would be for me to be like, oh, well, I'm talking, you be quiet. Like, I mean, I mean that, don't interrupt me, but I don't, in, but, <laughs> but, but, I don't but I try not to interrupt you too. Right. right. But you also don't ask us to interrupt you because we're women. It's because you don't want other people to interrupt you while you're talking. It's, not a distinction between gender and toxic masculinity hurts men more than women it's this idea that you got to be a tough guy like we were talking about in the upfront about this guy that fucking keeps punching nathan blaze well if that guy didn't think he had to be a tough guy maybe he'd be able to take a joke and he could be like hey dude what you're doing is really fucked up i'm having a real hard time with my girl and nathan blaze being the good person that he is he's like you know what i'm gonna back off with the memes then yeah because like i was just having fun i didn't know yeah but instead, you go punch somebody in the face and they make your life out. And it just and escalates. And now Nathan has sworn to make 100 Phil Adams beeps. <laughs> like, uh, good wife, you're pretty good in this space. I am masculine, right? Yes. It, occasionally, my masculinity is toxic. But is my masculinity the thing that makes me toxic? Or is is the, are they two separate things that form together? They're two separate things that form together. When you yourself ask if, for example, are to ask somebody to not interrupt or you tell us not to interrupt, it's for the quality of the radio. It's not because you think that you know better than any of us. Well, I certainly know better than the other man on this panel right here, but I know oh, better than the man here. That's right. I know better than I know better <laughs> than to say I know any the, better than any of the women here. But these people have they have this all fucking twisted and turned upside down. Masculinity in and of itself is like an inherent trait and it's not toxic. Correct. Toxic mm-hmm. masculinity is this expectation that men act this shitty way where we don't where we don't get sad, where we don't get where in fact if we get sad we have to get mad and that only hurts us because it makes us look like assholes and maybe it hurts another man because we were sad but then we assaulted another man as is in the thing that you were saying before this isn't this isn't the idea that like a lumberjack is toxic because that's like the american sort of like uh like 
prototype of masculinity is a lumberjack because the lumberjack might be the nicest dude you ever met and you might hang out with him all the time there's nothing toxic about him at all he just happens to look like a lumberjack I like to thank the original Michael in the chat room. He actually posted a little blurb. It says, hey, guys, let's not pretend we don't know the difference between condescending or condemning toxic masculinity and masculinity in general. Masculinity is teaching your kids how to be resilient and face adversity like uh, like striking out. Toxic masculinity is yelling at your kid for striking out and calling them a loser. You should know the difference. And there isn't anything tough and masculine about getting so butthurt about a commercial (laughs) (laughs) this is why the discord is like the sixth panelist that's just telling dudes to not be assholes unless you're an asshole yourself then maybe it's time to reflect that's that's exactly it is when somebody bitches about toxic masculinity maybe it's because they're toxic and less masculine than they believe themselves to be the rock is a masculine fucking dude and you know Mm -hmm. what he's doing he's helping like disabled kids and shit yeah like yeah like there's you matt the rock is a masculine dude Mm -hmm. he's like big and strong and fucking a tough ass and like all that stuff but but also the part where he helps kids i want to say that's masculine yeah and uh Speaking of another, like we think overly masculine men that we know is Terry Crews is the same thing where he's the only man in his house with several daughters and he is very pro women's rights and anti toxic masculinity and very masculine and very masculine and hilarious. Yeah, was the rock too. And the other the other thing about him is that his the the I could do if we had more time. (laughs) I could if we had more time, like a whole show, like where I could just do a thing about somebody. Terry Crews would be a good one because he's just such a good dude mm-hmm. he like talked openly about you know during me too and he's he first he when he when terry cruz came out in me too he said first of all i don't want to step on anyone's toes he goes but this doesn't only happen to women in our industry because he was propositioned for sexual favors and in, in return for a role and the way he did it was he kind of came in all like kind of small like was like hey you know i know this is a big problem for women but i want to share my experience with you too and he was i think he was asked to give someone oral sex for a role at some point uh, his ass was grabbed by a producer and then was later on. Oh, it was his ass. Someone grabbed his junk. Oh, this Harvey he, Weinstein? Um, <laughs> Close. Well, it, I'm, I'm not even sure who it was, but Kevin like Spacey? <laughs> what, what, what I got to say about the way he came in and when he came in though, he wasn't like, Hey, I'm not trying to overshadow anybody. He's like, I just want to tell you that I've had this experience too. And it happens to men too. And uh, that was like in the Me Too movement. I think him coming out and saying that it happens to some men too was like one of the biggest moments. I thought so too. It was a really like, good moment. It gets it, it gets like overlooked a lot, but like as a man, mm-hmm. it takes you. Men have a hard time with that shit, and I got to tell you that shit right there is like the most manly shit ever. It's like, hey, this dude grabbed my crotch when I was trying to get a job. Mm-hmm. I needed a job. I needed the money, and it's the same position women end up in in Hollywood or Silicon Valley or depending on where you are, even the local McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. So um, our MGTOW friend, I'm sorry, I took up most of the end of the show. Our MGTOW friend is, I don't know, maybe maybe he'll redeem himself. But I'm- now. now, I have absolutely no fucking idea who is the head of sales and marketing at Gillette. However, this person is either a male feminist mm-hmm. or a feminist altogether. And this particular person is nothing but a complete fucking clown. They have created an advertisement which demonizes men. And the sheer irony of this is that 
Gillette's products are primarily marketed towards men. So check this out. If you want to say something to men and you have a product that is marketed to men, then maybe that's the way to do it. The other the other thing is that most men are not shit. Most men are not shitty. I know men that like have said problematic things here and there and haven't always acted right, but most men are not shitty. Yeah. Most men are good people and they're they were I feel like this like they showed most some most of my friends oops sorry. Most of my friends have been men. <laughs> well and, and they've shown they've they've shown some kind of confidence in that most of their audience is men, most of their people are men, and most of the people that buy this product are good people and as such they didn't feel like this was a big risk. Agreed. And the other thing the marketing manager, whoever they are, if you want to make fun of them or try to make fun of them by calling them a feminist, that person was brilliant because that is targeted advertising on a scale that Facebook can't do. I mean, that is, here, all men, hey, you are better than this. And most of the men are going to be like, you're right, I am, and either I act like it or I don't, but it's brilliant. And don't forget that in uh, some, not a lot or all cases, but in some cases, the women are buying the men's products for the men, right? So it's well, marketing to the women, too. I, I'm fucking absolutely guilty of buying fucking Gillette stuff. You know why? Because there isn't the fucking pink tax on it, and it is not, like, overpriced because it's fucking cute and pink. That was, that was one of the, the only takes I saw, like, criticizing Gillette after they were like hey these two are the same product if you were gonna pr- if you believe this shit you're saying then let's let's make the let's make them both 12.99 yeah and or 8.99 because or whatever it, what, ridiculously overprices it or, well whatever it is right let's make them both yeah. and that was the that was a legit criticism it was like hey you're being a little bit of a hypocrite here like if, because they make women's products too mm-hmm, I, forgive me for being ignorant are the women's products from Gillette like drastically yes, overpriced yes, yes. Uh, oh. 40-50% markup yes. and I'm already pay- I already feel like I'm paying a lot for my razors from Gillette so I know I, yes. that you know why you want to get cheap fucking razors at Ross Yes. Ross, good. What about Harry's? Is Harry's? Is it, they do the they do the men's thing. No, it was the Dollar Shave Club that was like, "Welcome to the club." After this happened, so like, fuck them. Right, and then so that the was like thing the worst is, take. I'm just gonna get a straight razor and just do it myself. My so. mom's razor is a male Gillette razor. Yeah. And yesterday, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot," but I realized it when she bought her her shave heads because not only do they last longer, yeah. but I spend twice as much on mine as she does. Mm-hmm. Gets the job done. Right, the producer so. wants the bong. <laughs> So we have one more <laughs> clip of the best a MGTOW can get. And uh, fuck, I think, you know. Why is Gillette jumping to the conclusions to assume that all men in society are the ones that commit these wrongdoings? That's what nobody's saying. No these nobody's feminists should go fuck off and more worry about marketing their tampons and female body spray and other female sanitary products that have got nothing to do with men Mm -hmm. you know stop trying to interfere with male products and try and make us men feel guilty (laughs) by all these shortcomings you are such a pathetic human being that the fact that you don't understand that the women are the people who make the economy work because we are the ones who fucking purchase everything because we're the ones who go shopping because men don't fucking like to shop well that for yourself and uh guitar center Fair enough. Councilman, Councilman. The Guitar we, Center. Uh, Marshall's actually is a really great place to shop. I enjoy <laughs> yeah. Marshall's quite a bit. We can spend um, a much longer time in Guitar Center. Uh, fries. I like keep, I have yeah. a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We had to build a new, a new setup for a podcast from the components that fries. And finally, I'd like to remind everybody that the largest, the large, the, 
the ad that won the most or received the most ad revenue from it last year was the uh, Nike stand for something ad that enraged ever, but all of the white nationalists. Oh, so, but it, but it bred the best memes. It, it, it did. did. It bred the best memes. Dude, right? uh, dude, my Sam Harris meme about the trust fund was top notch. Yes, it was. It was like believe in something even if it means your mom has a trust fund. I like something. I like the cat one too. Is that just bite something even if it doesn't make sense? Just bite it. Dude, that's like podcat. You yeah, like, you meow. Like see, try to cuddle with podcat. Just and bite it. See, meow. Yeah, but I think yeah, the point we're going to come to is everybody that makes fun of these things or gets angry at it really does need to do some serious self reflection because they these companies while they're making money off of it are bringing a very valid point forward. And they're basically monetizing what the movements are doing right now because people are pissed. So you should monetize our fucking pissed. We have the best government money you can buy, so of course we're gonna make money off of it. <laughs> yeah, this this is my cynicism coming out, but I've, I've been a little quiet on this one because I just think this is uh, sheer opportunism. To be it honest, it is, with and you. like, fine, let it be sheer opportunism because they're Could totally yeah, they're using it as an educational opportunity, which is fine with me. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the best part it's almost like it's like paid advertising to also troll the trolls because <laughs> all the trolls are so pissed i think it just comes from watching a lot of mad men and i'm picturing like don draper pitching this to the gillette you know executives like this is a great moment for you you can really take advantage of this you really can me too just think about it okay everybody so I want to tell you, first of all, that this show uh, relies upon your support. We're still losing a bit of money around here, but uh, we do appreciate your support. If you Hemorrhaging. want, If you want to hear what's about to happen after this song I'm going to play, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Echoplex. You can donate the $5 level and you will get the uh, show after the show. That's Red Light. Um, I do want to make a little quick note uh, about... Um, member of our chat who passed away i just want to i'm like i'm really bad at this stuff and i don't think i did a good job of it the other week but i uh, mostly i feel for our uh, listener sammy mm-hmm. um i'm sorry that your your boy died and uh like i'm just bad at that stuff so i wanted to like maybe dedicate this episode to white hawk who is still by the way number one on the leaderboard in the chat room yep and i may try to um finagle a way to make it so that he's never not yeah i mean he also try- had a great avatar we he miss a, you, White Hawk. He had, a, he, had a great, he had a great avatar, and you were too young. I think you're like right around my age, mm-hmm. and like it just like I thought about like some mortality stuff, and just you know everybody out there like fucking you're never gonna hear this shit from me again. So cherish one another, be good to one another, <laughs> love your family, love your friends, because I don't know people die and shit, and it's like really sad, and then like uh, fucking sociopaths like me have to try to deal with it, and so I just, love you, Sammy. Uh, yeah, Sammy, out, and yeah. I know you're probably at work, but you might listen to the podcast version of this. Or... Much love from the entire Kaplux family. So we're going to play one last song before we go into Red Light. And I'm in a sea of NVS, Old Soul, Offworld, Oso Cali, Pandemonian, Panhandlers Union, Periscope. Uh, we play um, uh, Hold on the Highs by First and Flight. Highs. We don't play that one very much, I think. This hold on the highs by first in flight. We'll be right back with. Oh, now oh, whatever. We'll be right back with red light. Uh, thanks everybody for hanging out. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast version of this show. <laughs>